Hello, I'm Alex Williams and this is the What's on Watford podcast. As ever, I'm sitting in our spiritual home of the Pump House Theatre to bring you the latest news and insights about everything that's happening culturally in our wonderful town. We have a major guest this episode. I'm delighted to say that elected Mayor Peter Taylor has been talking to me about his cultural priorities. I hope you enjoy the interview and do stay listening to the end where we'll have some insights about what's happening as we push into the new year of 2024. Peter Taylor was elected Mayor of Watford in 2018, succeeding Dorothy Thornhill. And before becoming elected mayor, he was a teacher and a local Oxy Ward councillor. He's made improving the town's infrastructure one of his core priorities, introducing a new cycle hire scheme and an on-demand bus service. But I know from personal experience, he places art and culture very high up on his agenda as well, supporting the Palace Theatre, the Pump House, our annual Watford Fringe Festival, and even popping along to my very own Watford dial-up open mic, though we haven't yet persuaded him to sing. Peter, welcome to What's on Watford. Hi, Alex. Good to be here. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Uh, You're actually from Sheffield originally. What brought you to Watford? So it was work. I was actually born in Preston and then moved to Sheffield at the age of uh, seven. And um, Dorothy Thornhill, the previous mayor, um, grew up in Preston. So a strange coincidence that the two elected mayors (laughs) that Watford have ever had have actually both come from Preston. I think they're going to have to be Northerners from henceforward. I think so. I think so. (laughs) Can you give us a sense of your mission in Watford? What are your priorities now? So my key thing is about making it a better town for everyone, which sounds a bit trite, but I think at the moment, like all councils, we've got big financial challenges. It's about making sure we've got really great services for people, that we bring people together, that we you know, respond to big challenges like climate change, like the cost of living crisis. Um, so it's about delivering the best for our residents and having a can-do attitude. Well, that's great to hear. And that can-do attitude is so important to making things happen. But there's not much art or culture in there. Is, is that actually still on your priority list? Definitely, definitely. I would say art and culture is in there. If you want the best town for everybody, yeah. then art and culture is central to that. Yeah. I think for some councils, they think of it as a nice added extra. For mm. Watford, it's always been front and centre. You know, just within the last two weeks, we've had a big announcement about the Coliseum. We've got a big project at the town hall itself about, you know, relating to the museum. So art and culture is, you know, really high on my list. And just day to day, it takes up a large part of my time. Oh, bro. So what's happening with the Coliseum? What's the change there? uh, The Coliseum... Currently, there's work going on. So if you know the Coliseum well, you'll... uh, When you go in the main entrance, um, the stairs that used to be there are being ripped out. They're being turned around. The acoustics are being improved even further changes to the bar so lots of internal changes really bringing out the art deco um, in that oh, building lovely. and the plan is for it to be reopening this time next year it should be open being operated by AEG who of course operate the O2 yeah um, more days um, you know really great caliber of acts community days so I think it'll be really positive for the town and of course um, just over a week ago we had the announcement of government funding uh, to help deliver that project so really positive that's so exciting it's such a beautiful venue people always talk about it. it's gorgeous architecture and the sound in there has always been high quality so to Absolutely. think that it's going to be improved is wonderful the bar was always people's point of contention because it was yeah. a proper 
a little well, banging spot. It was like a shoe, oh, a bottleneck, wasn't it? Yeah, if my legacy is anything, if it's yeah. leaving the bars of the Coliseum, <laughs> I'll be happy with that. Um, I mean, in all seriousness, for the business of running a theatre, food and beverage is front and centre of actually making yeah. it profitable. And you're right that the previous layout didn't lend itself well. There were huge queues at intervals before performances. So um, the bars are being reconfigured. There's more bars. Uh, and that's actually a really important part of it. Um, so I think it'll be great. There'll also be space for people to use. You know, as I say, there'll be community days. Um, so it'll be really, po- I think, really positive. But also having other facilities around us, or having a new innovation incubation hub for businesses, having the museum there. Of course, you've already got the library, the college, the leisure centre. So that should be a really vibrant. Part so, of so this is going to really become a cultural quarter. That's what we, yeah, we did call it that at one stage. We're not calling it that now because, of course, it suggests that that's where all the cultures. And, of course, okay. we've got the Pump House, the Palace Theatre, other you know, really important venues. So we're now calling it the Town Hall Quarter. But culture will be right at the heart of it. That's lovely. So Watson Watford is a new podcast designed to be, as it were, the shop window or notice board for all things cultural in our bustling town. Um, with that in mind, can you give us a rundown of what we can expect in Watford over, say, January, February, the start of the new year? Yeah, so there'll be lots happening. Um, I was actually chatting to a resident today who is involved with loads of community groups and she was she retired as a former teacher and said how exhausted she was <laughs> just because of the amount of things she's going to one group and another. Yeah. So. Um, there's lots of work um, going on actually bringing that all together so um, you mentioned at the start things like the Watford Fringe we've had the Imagine Watford Festival what we're looking to do and it's still work in progress is how can we better kind of coordinate all of that and have a summer festival that brings that together and we'll still have our big events programme next year so things like the Big Beach the Free Cinema um, Sports Day all of those that bring thousands of people together um, things like the fireworks in the in Castlebury Park so um, next year there'll be lots happening. There'll also be, of course, um, the work on the Coliseum and the museum will be on tour because oh, wow. um, you know there'll be a big piece of work cataloguing what's in the existing museum, making sure we move that a really modern, accessible, interactive museum that will be opening in twenty twenty five. But during twenty twenty four, it'll be out in the community. You know, I want to oh, in the shopping centre and community hall. It's already been in Castlebury Park, so people can approach. I think sometimes buildings can act as a barrier to access and so actually being out in the community it'll be interesting to see how that goes so instead of having to walk through the doors of the museum all of that archival and cultural material will be coming out to the people of the town and see it where they are yeah yeah yeah. that's terrific and we must mention of course Watford Market Lates as well which is still going on yeah they're really popular um so on Fridays throughout the summer usually um and live music lots of food and drink and a real you know, positive atmosphere whenever I go. So those have proved really popular and bringing more people into our market. So they'll be continuing throughout the year. Sometimes people think they hear about these things after they've happened. Mm, yeah. Uh, what can we be doing to... And this podcast is hopefully one way of getting that information yeah. out there. But what can people do to find out about these events beforehand? Yeah, so there's two things. We've revamped our website. So if you go to whatfordevents.com, everything should be on there. If you're actually running an event like the Dial-Up, for example, that yeah. you run contact the team there Helen Smith will make sure it's on there so go to whatfordevents.com which is a great source of information it used to just you know have the council's big events and I've said it should be about all of the wealth of community events yeah the other thing a little plug for my own emails so I put out an email 
every Wednesday or Thursday that goes to about six and a half thousand residents. And that often leads with these are the events that are coming up. So the Christmas lights are coming on this weekend or, you know, the big beach is back, whatever it is. So that'll always be in there. It has an events calendar as part of that email. So I know a lot of residents, you know, get that just to be kept up to date with what's happening in the town. Fab. So sign up for your email. Yeah, if you just do a Google search for Mayor Peter Taylor emails, it's a you literally just put your name and email address and you should start receiving them. Terrific. terrific. And what did you think of Winterfest? Really liked it. I think it was good to try something new. I loved the kind of... I know they were going for a sort of Covent Garden vibe with lots yeah. of different acts and things. It was the first time we've done that, so obviously there's going to be lessons about things you'd do differently. Um, but overall, I thought it was really great family atmosphere. I know my own daughter really enjoyed uh, the activities. So it's positive and having, you know, Santa coming down and the parade seemed to go really well. So, um, yeah, I think overall it was good. There's always things we can do better and uh, we'll be looking at that. Terrific. Um, I'm going to mention, because this is a podcast, not everyone will know that I'm a black gay man. Diversity and inclusion, hugely important to me. Mm. How do you work that into the job you have as mayor and making sure that everyone feels included? Yeah, I think it's a really important part of my job. So Watford is the most ethnically diverse part of Hertfordshire without a shadow of a doubt. We do lots of events and I'm very keen to support things like Hearts Pride, for example, which is hosted in Casterbury Park. Um, we've also, um, just this year, of course, and I know you've been very involved with it, had the Proud Watford yeah. um, group that have formed. And I think it's important that we don't just kind of do one event, you know, in Casterbury Park, great though that is, and the sort of thing, well, that's that box ticks, yeah. uh, that we have events throughout the year. I know that the, the museum do a great job when it comes to this, talking about the diverse history of the town. Um, I'll often talk about it. So when I go to schools, for example, I'll say to people, Um, when do you think the first non-white person was buried in St Mary's Churchyard, for example? It was actually over 300 years ago. And it's to make the point that some people think it's just a recent um, change. Absolutely. Um, With the Windrush story, which is such an important story, a lot of people feel that that story of migration began in the 1950s. Yeah, exactly. But that's a huge fallacy. Yeah. So, um, as you know, my background's in education, so I do go to a lot of primary schools and really enjoy talking (laughs) to them. And I think, as I say, part of that is about talking about the cultural and the diverse history of the town. Um, But yeah, we've really embedded it. The other thing that we're doing a lot on at the moment is violence against women and girls Mm. and the White Ribbon campaign. So it's a thing that we've got to constantly do. The other thing that I think is really important is that we never become kind of complacent around these issues and sort of think, oh yeah, it's sort of kind of we've reached the point where we want to arrive. Because actually... It's an ongoing journey. Yeah, exactly. And you never always, end with it. Yeah, there's always prejudice. And yeah. you've got to think about, you know, people have preconceptions about others and how you kind of work through that. So I think the good thing about Watford is the strength of the connections between people um, and that people are open to having conversations. I think that's the key. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. And I think Proud Watford in particular at the moment are doing that really visibly. It's lovely to see how they're bringing together lots of disparate events which are supporting or, or um, providing spaces, safe spaces for the LGBT community. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's that, that, that work's actually really important, particularly at the moment, because you see on social media that is quite a toxic space in many places and kind of angry voices are amplified. And so it's easy to become kind of sucked into that and thinking, you know, I never accept that most people are like that. Yeah. Most people are reasonable, decent, caring. They don't want to upset or offend others. And so enabling people to have those conversations without relying on Twitter or X as it is now. You know, I think that's really important. Yeah. There are a lot of people who are really keen to find opportunities to get involved with the cultural sector in Watford, not as an audience member, but as a participant. 
Any advice? Yeah, so I'm hoping that you've been to the... We have a, a group called the Cultural Leaders, mm-hmm. which I chair, which brings together people like the Palace and Watford Football Club and um, others to talk about the work that we're doing and to coordinate and to work um, better together. But there's also the Cultural Forum, um, which I hope you attend. It's often at the Pump House. Where yes, lots I of do, people, as often as I can. Um, and a really good networking opportunity. I've been yeah. to it myself. And I think you're right. There's so many people that are doing things mm. in Watford on a voluntary basis. And often it's just really good to connect with them, to talk yeah. about what you're doing, to share ideas, to think, can you work together? Um, so I'd really encourage people to get involved with the Cultural yeah. Forum um, if they're at all involved or interested in this space, because... You know, it is an open invitation and lots yeah. of people go there and find it really helpful. And it's so interesting, isn't it, how in the creative field, opportunities often come through that network, through meeting. It's not like there's a job there waiting to be filled. You create that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that I, probably the most common action that I take out of a, a meeting or a catch-up with someone is, oh, I must connect you with this person. Yeah. <laughs> because you chat into them about something and they'll say, oh, I'm planning to do this. I mean, I had a, a thing, it wasn't culture necessarily, but it was about three different charities all had the same idea and within two weeks all talking about this idea. Yeah. And so I said to the three of them, obviously, well, you know what, you all need to meet and because you're <laughs> planning together. to do exactly the same thing. <laughs> um, and so quite often I think my job is, because I'm out there meeting lots of people, just to put them together and to see what happens and sometimes it can be really positive you know I've got two performing arts groups that were looking to potentially share space just because I knew they were both looking for it actually the times worked really well and just doing that introduction really positive things can come from it yeah yeah gosh you must be glad we're in the digital age and all your contacts are on your phone if you still had a roller desk (laughs) (laughs) your desk would just be covered with cards absolutely (laughs) um a random question here, but I'm interested. What has been your career highlight? Oh, gosh, my career highlight. Um, so my career, I mean, in very quick terms, my career involved, first of all, working as a parliamentary researcher. And we did some, I worked with the MP for Orkney and Shetland, and we had a guy on death row who was the only British national on death row in the States and was raised by Tony Blair, and he's no longer on death row. So you kind of have very particular cases like mm. that where you think, you know, it was literally a matter of life or wow. death for that, him. Yeah, um, so to, not that I solved it, but I was involved with that yeah. work. Then as a teacher, you think about, and you know, there's the impact you're making on lives um, as a teacher can be very profound. Then went to an education charity. Um, again, one of the things we did with that charity, it was a Catholic education service, was provide guidance for all dioceses about tackling... Um, homophobic bullying working mm-hmm. with Stonewall I think that was a really important um, piece of work and then as the mayor you, you know there's really key things that I said I was going to do that I've done yeah. things like delivering barrel bikes which have been very positive the parks but then personal things that you know might not be important for everyone but are for some so my granddad lived with dementia for many years we did a lot of work and we are continuing to do about supporting people living with dementia and their carers and I think you know you definitely you can see the impact that that's made yeah. some of it's just about sharing information about what's already happening other bits of it are about starting up new groups um so i've given you a long list of things it's no, hard no. just to pick one and yeah. say this is the thing that i'm proudest of but um i think for me my motivation has always been about that just you know delivering something to make a positive difference yeah and kind of not resting on my laws and thinking okay we've kind of got there now so there's always new things to do yeah fantastic well Peter just from somebody within the cultural sector I have to say it's been such a pleasure to talk with you today and I'm really grateful that you are one of those people who actually turns up 
And nine times out of ten, when I'm at the cultural event, you are there supporting. So thank you for that. That's my pleasure. I love going to those events. I do. Really, I think it's actually a really important part of being the mayor. So you go to those events, you'll always get something interesting said to you. And so I think it's really key. And uh, yeah, it's great. So yeah, I mean, it's a huge honour to have this job and to go to those events is fantastic. Wonderful. Thanks again. My pleasure. My thanks once again to Watford's elected mayor, Peter Taylor, for giving up his time so generously to talk to us about arts and culture in our bustling town. It's time for the rapid roundup, and I'm starting this episode with my own dial-up open mic. Um, We have a Christmas special, if you happen to be listening in time, on Saturday the 23rd of December, 4 till 6pm, at our usual home of the Watford Garden Rooms, 2 Market Street. It should be a wonderful afternoon of celebration, lots of Christmas favourites and festive tunes to get us ready for the big day itself. And then as we push into the new year, the dial-up will be celebrating uh, the new year on Sunday 28th of January, and love songs for the month of Valentine's on Sunday 25th of Feb. The big dial-up event to look out for, however, is our LGBT History Month special. That's Saturday the 3rd of February in the Colne River Room at the Pump House Theatre and Arts Centre, 7.30 till 9.30pm. I always adore our diversity specials. We do Black History Month every October and the LGBT History Month special each February. I want to give a huge shout out to the Pump House for all they do in supporting us to host those events and bring um, inclusion and diversity to a hugely appreciative, broad Watford audience. If you'd like any more info about those, head to the dialup.blogspot.com. And whilst we're thinking about websites, I followed up Peter's advice to look at watfordevents.com. It's a brilliant site, but there's not much populating it at the moment. Looking into the new year, there are only four events up. Um, Friday 19th of January, Chris McCausland doing some stand-up comedy at the Watford Palace Theatre. Thursday 25th of January and then the 29th of Feb, there's live drawing at the Watford Museum led by Mario Lautier-Vella. And 28th of Feb, there's an electric umbrella charity dinner. So we really need to start populating this website. I've now put up or submitted all of the dial updates. If you run a cultural event in Watford, please do go to watfordevents.com. Let's start filling this up and making it the digital notice board for everything arts and culture happening in our town. I've done a little bit of extra research going further afield, and I have to say the new Watford Palace Theatre season has just come out. If you haven't yet got your email, make sure you sign up. Um, Looking into the new year, we've got the Ronnie Scott story. We've got a couple of um, film performances from the Royal Opera House, Rusalka and Manon, as well as National Theatre Live. They'll be screening Dear England. And a really popular event in Watford, the Chinese New Year Cultural Show. That's happening on the 18th of Feb. Um, I actually went to see the Watford Palace Theatre Panto Cinderella in December, and my goodness, it was wonderful. I can't wait to see what they share with us in the next panto season. I wrote a review of Cinderella. If you fancy giving it a read, head to watfordfringereviews.blogspot.com. And if you are running an amateur or professional show in Watford and would like a review, please do get in touch with me at podcast 
at pumphouse.info, where you can also send me information of your cultural event if you'd like to have it featured on What's on Watford in a future episode. So much happening in our town. Obviously, the Pump House still has all its regular events too, from Watford Open Mic, Clog Morris, Folk and Jazz Club. So let's stay involved, let's stay active, let's stay engaged and keep culture thriving. My thanks to Lee Farman for all of his technical support and I look forward to seeing you all next episode.